C.S. Lewis described Christmas as the central event in the history of the earth, the very thing the whole story has been about. Why? How can a child's birth 2,000 years ago, seven and a half thousand kilometers away, have any impact on our lives today? At the heart of Christianity is the fact that God loves you. The words of the angel announcing the birth of Jesus to the shepherds in Luke chapter two were these. The angel said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. These words give us seven reasons why the birth of Jesus can change your life and mine. What are they? Number one, you need not carry all those fears. The opening words of the angel are, do not be afraid. This baby came, lived, died, and rose again to defeat death so that all fear, including the fear of death is defeated. It's why the Bible tells us do not fear 366 times, more than any other command, once for every day of the year, including leap years. Regret looks back, fear looks around, worry looks in, but faith looks up and Jesus can set you free from fear. Number two, you can have hope. The angel says, I bring you good news. You know, sometimes we can put our hope in the wrong place and end up disappointed. Even Christmas presents can disappoint us, leading to a phenomenon called re-gifting. You know if you're a re-gifter out there. I remember one Christmas I gave my brother-in-law this book. And uh, I thought it was a good book. But the following Christmas, he committed like the big error of regifting. He gave it back to the person who gave it to them. He gave it to me as my Christmas present the following year. I know this because a few pages in, and he'd obviously never opened it, I'd actually written to him and the date of Christmas. But don't worry, this year, I'm just going to change the date and give it back. Your hope, however, in Jesus will not disappoint. Hope is not a feeling or an emotion. It's not based on circumstances, but on a person, Jesus. This may be a difficult time of year for some of you. Real hope is a positive attitude that no matter what's happening, things will change for the better. I think some people are afraid to hope because they, they've experienced so much pain and disappointment. But Jesus came for you that you may learn to hope again. He was born in the town of Bethlehem, as prophesied by the prophet Micah 700 years beforehand. And Bethlehem, the name means house of bread. This was appropriate 
because not only did Mary have a bun in the oven, as it were, but Jesus would grow up and say, I am the bread of life. I am the only one that can satisfy and restore your hope, bringing freedom and purpose and a certain future. Our news feed is full of bad news, but the New Testament is full of good news. The third thing is that you may be surprised by joy. The angel said, I bring you good news of great joy. One Christmas time, somebody wrote to Santa. They wrote, dear Santa, my Christmas wish this year is that I'd have a great big fat bank account and a slim body. Please don't mix these two up like you did last year. C.S. Lewis said that when he came to faith in Jesus, he was surprised by joy. And this is often the case. There was a guy called Simon who came on the Alpha course. And on the weekend away, he put his faith in Jesus and was prayed for to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He says, as he was driving back home, he got this sort of indescribable joy begin to bubble up within him. It was a, a long journey home, so he decided to go into a, a McDonald's pandulalu, a drive through But he says, as he was pulling in, he started to sort of laugh with joy more and more, so that by the time he got to the tannoy to make his order, he was giggling. And the woman at McDonald's said, what is it you actually want, sir? <laughs> and as he laughed, he said, I think you better make it a happy meal. But then he said, oh yes, and I'd like to pay for the car's meal behind me too. He didn't know who they were, they were strangers, but he'd been surprised by joy and instinctively discovered the truth that it's more blessed to give than to receive. Most of us think that joy comes from getting, but joy actually comes from giving. Isaiah chapter nine says, unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. God leads by example and gives his son, Jesus. The fourth reason why Christmas makes a difference is this, you are included. The angel says, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And to emphasize this, the news of Jesus' birth is communicated first to shepherds. God could have announced it to anyone, but he chose sh shepherds, poor, uneducated, and they probably smelt of sheep. And he announced it with a choir of angels. And this choir sang to the lowest rung on the social ladder, the bad boys who stayed out of town. But then soon after, the baby would also be visited by the impressive magi, the wise men of social standing. So this message is for you, whoever you are, whatever you've done. I remember when I was a little boy um, being taken to see Santa, right? I sat on Santa's knee in his grotto and he asked me this question. He said, have you been a good boy this year? And I remember even at 
at that moment as a little boy thinking, oh no, I've got an ethical dilemma here because I knew the real answer, but I wanted the present. So I said, oh yes, I've been a good boy. <laughs> you see, Santa, unfortunately, misunderstood the nature of a gift. Unfortunate given his occupation. Because a, a gift isn't given because it is deserved. A true gift is given as an act of grace, motivated by love, even though perhaps it isn't deserved. Whatever you've done in life, this gift is for you. We also live at a time of a global refugee crisis. Maybe you're watching this and you're a refugee. Jesus spent part of his childhood as a refugee fleeing to Egypt. This is for you. Jesus was first visited by shepherds and Jesus would grow up and be known as the good shepherd of the people. And he says to you today, you are included. The fifth reason is this, you can be forgiven. The angel goes on and says, a savior has been born to you. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us a banker. If our greatest need had been pleasure, he would have sent an entertainer. But since our greatest need is forgiveness, he sent a savior. Jesus died on the cross so that you and I can be forgiven, set free from the past. And the word savior means liberator. Luke says the baby Jesus was wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. The Greek word here that's used for wrapped is used in only one other place in the New Testament, in Luke's gospel. It's the word that's used when the crucified Jesus was wrapped in cloths and laid in a tomb. We associate Christmas gifts as being wrapped. Jesus was wrapped twice in his life, once in a manger, once in a tomb, and he didn't stay in either, either of them. He can set you free. I recently, recently met a guy called Glenn. He'd been on Alpha, and uh, on the Alpha Holy Spirit Day, he prayed this prayer. He said, Jesus, if you are real, would you set me free? from my addiction to smoking. I've tried everything and I can't quit. Set me free. That was on the weekend. On the Monday morning, he went into the office and as usual, first thing his boss said, hey Glenn, let's get a cigarette. They went outside together and they lit up. And Glenn said, it was weird, that first puff on his cigarette. He said, it was like I was in inhaling fresh air. Didn't taste of anything. And if that wasn't weird enough, as the week progressed, he developed a physical allergy to cigarettes. By the end of the week, he'd given up and he's not touched it since. He came to faith in Jesus, as did his wife, and she invited her three sisters on the next Alpha. They came to faith and then her mum did as well. But Glenn said, Jesus has set me free. He can set you free today. The sixth reason is you can know 
this forgiveness right now, today. The angel says, today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. The gospel writers are at pains to root the Christmas story firmly in time. Luke fills his account with references to time. In the time of Herod, in the sixth month, at that time, when it was time, in those days, today. If the story started once upon a time, then we might settle in for a fairy tale, but it begins factually, today. The birth of Jesus is relevant, rooted, real, specific, today. And do you know that today can be quite different from yesterday? Tomorrow in the Bible is usually associated with anxiety and worries, but today is always associated with limitless possibilities. The world tends not to celebrate today. It's more focused on the if only of the past or the if maybe of the future. But I think little children understand living in today. You know, I never knew my children when they were younger ever want to sleep in. And a child's favorite question is often, what are we doing today? And the Bible says, this is the day the Lord has made. New are your mercies every morning, Lord. Give us today our daily bread, we're taught to pray. And Jesus says to the repentant thief on the cross, today you will be with me in paradise. You know, in one sense, nothing changed after that angelic visitation. The shepherds went back to work because there were still sheep to look after. But in another sense, everything had changed for them. It says that they returned glorifying and praising God. They understood that you can be going along in life and all of a sudden God can break in and turn everything round. in that moment. You can be set free today. And then finally, number seven, you can know the person whose birthday we're celebrating. The angel finishes by saying, he is Christ the Lord. Jesus was born, lived, died, and rose again so that you can know him because he's here right now, wherever you're watching this, by his Holy Spirit. We tend not to celebrate the birthdays of dead people, but of those who are alive. And he's alive and he can bring purpose, love, and a sense of belonging in your life today. So why don't we pray? If you want this savior to be born in your heart today, put your trust in him, then I'm gonna to read to you from this Why Christmas pamphlet, a prayer that you can echo in your heart right now. Lord Jesus Christ, I'm sorry for the things I've done wrong in my life. And if anything comes to mind, just name it to the Lord now. Please forgive me. I now turn from everything which I know is wrong. Thank you that you died on the cross for me so that I could be forgiven and set free. Thank you that you offer me forgiveness 
and the gift of your spirit. I now receive that gift. Please come into my life by your Holy Spirit to be with me forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you.